previously on the Quick Mix podcast. Even eating oatmeal cookies now, I'm totally okay with, but I do like have a slight, huh, can't let this get anywhere near milk, <laughs> like just kind of ingrained in me, <laughs> like it's a part of like my DNA now is like I can't have oatmeal and milk because of that experience. If I win Fantasy Bake Off, no. Okay, if I lose Fantasy Bake Off, okay, I'll try it again. And now, the finale of Quick Mix Podcast 2023. All right, everybody. This is it. This is Q. And I'm M. And M, I want you to describe um, the scene in front of you. It smells like fear. Definitely fear. Anxiety. Yeah, you, we got that. We have one big oatmeal cookie. It's pretty big. <laughs> one medium-sized glass of milk. I'll take a photo and then I'll put it on our Instagram at Quick Mix Podcast for everybody to see mm. this oatmeal cookie and this milk. But as you remember, episode two during Biscuits Week, I told a story about when I was six years old. I had this thing happen to me where I dunked an oatmeal cookie into milk and I dunked it too much. It disintegrated into the milk. I drank it. I threw it all up. And for about, let me do that. 30 years, I have not dunked a cookie into milk. But the wager was that if you won <laughs> Quick Mix Fantasy, which you did, I did. Very, very congrats to you. Let's just many applause there. Or big applause. <laughs> you on Quick Mix Podcast, um, Fantasy, I would eat an oatmeal cookie, dunk it into milk, see how I, how I feel about it now. <laughs> and I think if you would have lost, I think the thing was that you were going to bake me oatmeal cookies. Yes. That I didn't have to dunk in milk. Correct. Okay. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> um, we're just doing this part. Right in the beginning of the podcast, because this is the wager playing out. You're cashing out right now. So, um, yeah, I haven't dunked your cookie and milk since I was six. But um, I'm going to do it now, and you can just kind of describe as I do it, because I don't know if I can talk while I do this. <laughs> okay? Okay. All right. How do you feel? I feel okay. I mean, the oatmeal cookie looks pretty delicious. Okay. The milk looks good. Okay. So separately, <laughs> they look pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just need to remember to not do the thing I did when I was six years old and not leave the oatmeal cookie in the milk for too long. Oversoaking. Yeah, oversoaking is definitely what happened when I was six and led to me drinking that cup of disintegrated oatmeal and milk and throwing up. And then having my parents pick me up from my cousin's sleepover. I have an idea. Are you going to call my parents? Well, no, I have them on speed dial, though. <laughs> well, that's good, because <laughs> they might need to pick me up from this. Should we put the cookie in the milk now and then record the rest of the episode? No. And then at the end of the episode, no. Definitely not, because okay. I would definitely, that would definitely not sit well with me. Okay. Okay, okay. I'm going to dunk it. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to do a full dunk. All right. But I'm not going to leave it too long, okay? Okay. All right. So let's do this, okay? You mm -hmm. ready? Mm-hmm. Q is lifting the cookie, breaking off a piece. He is slowly, <laughs> hesitantly okay. dipping it into the milk. It's soaking up all of that milky goodness. He's shaking off the excess. And he's taking a bite. He's chewing. <laughs> it doesn't look like a pleasant face. It's not a pleasant face. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. That was not bad. That was not bad? Not bad. It's just like... I don't think I would do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but... Maybe you should just to see. Yeah, maybe. I'm just joking. No, no, I can do it again. It's just, just like, 
The cookie, it's really good, right? Uh-huh. And the milk, it just makes it feel... Less good? No, it makes it feel like soggy. Oh. Or wet. And I don't know why you would do that. So, as a... 30 years later, I can definitely say, like, um, I, yeah, this is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I will do it again just for good measure, okay? Okay. All right. We still have a show to record. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Dipping? Soaking? Oh, it's, it's about to crumble. Bite taken? Chewing? Still not a look of satisfaction. <laughs> okay. I, I've, I've gotten past the trauma. I can do this. Okay. It's just not something I would do. I am officially not a dunker, you guys. Not a dunker. If you are, that's, that's uh, I mean, I, I respect it, but not for me. That's what this, uh, <laughs> that's what this came down to. <sighs> well, props to you for winning Quick Mix Fantasy. Second year in the row. Yeah, and like, it was kind of not, well, the biggest surprise for me this episode, actually two surprises. One was the actual winner. <laughs> was a surprise <laughs> for me. But the other biggest surprise is that there were no handshakes this episode. Congrats, Amos. <laughs> <laughs> no handshakes in the finale. I think this is the first. No handshakes, yeah. And I think that kind of speaks to maybe the quality of this finale. Finale. Mm. Everyone kind of did not as great as they could have. Yeah. 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 I think there were there was definitely nerves. Yes. There were definitely gambles that did not pay off. Yes. <laughs> there was definitely a technical that didn't count for anything. Yeah. Well, that's like the whole show, right? <laughs> <laughs> the technical does not matter. <laughs> Unless it's that week that um, everybody just messes up and then Paul's really disappointed at you for the whole episode. Even though it was his fault for not allotting enough time to complete the task? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But overall, besides that, what did you think of this episode? Great show. I, I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> I always enjoy the finale because there's like a big old picnic. We get to see the bakers, like some of the past bakers, like hanging out at a picnic. And then we see them like, oh, what they did after the show. And... Watching this season, I didn't realize that it was secretly a love story. What? It is, like narratively. If you chart the winner's progression from episode one to the finale, mm -hmm. and the last shot of this episode, uh, I see. it's a love story. Mm. This season of Bake Off was a love story. Now, is it a love story between that baker and his loved one? Or us and that baker. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is to be decided. But definitely this, this season was a love story, which I, I didn't realize until I finished it. Hmm. Yeah. One thing we did not consider when drafting. The love story like angle? Yeah. Well, I mean, you drafted well. You won, so <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're good to go. True. All right, let's go over the episode proper, and then we have some fun stuff at the end. I mean, we get to go over... The part where the bakers, like, we see what they're up to now, which we're going to do live on the podcast. We're going to watch it and commentate live on that, which is fun. But, yeah, in the opening, there is no opening. Again. <laughs> Again. There's some narration, and they say, in the beginning, there were 12. Now, there are three. They straight, they're, they're, those are straight facts. <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning, there were 12, and now there are three, so... That, that is very factual. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. Then we get like introductions to the bakers as they walk into the tent. And did you notice that they kind of like craft a story from them? Like a narrative? What do you mean? Like Josh enters and they say, Josh's passion for precision has been obvious since week one. Mm. By week two, he already got the Hollywood handshake. Mm. So they're positioning Josh as like maybe the favorite here, the most dependable, the most... Solid of these three bakers, I would say. While that was happening, I was just thinking, there's no bounce house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they did have like some kind of swings. Yeah, they did have some really nice things happening, but not the bounce house yeah. we were looking for. Maybe somebody ate no milk cookie and threw it up over the bounce house or something. <laughs> and nobody wanted to clean it up. Yeah. 
Um, we have from Josh. Josh says, I just want to be able to have three good last picks that I can be happy with. And then we see Dan enter the tent. And the narrative for Dan is, this year's first star baker, Dan, has often made his life complicated. <laughs> <laughs> and it hasn't always been successful. But he's fought back from disappointment, winning the most technical challenges. So I didn't realize that Dan won the most technicals. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Because he, he won you a lot of points for fantasy mm-hmm. from winning most of the technical challenges. Mm-hmm. And Dan says, I'd love to win it, but I'm against these two. Such good lads. I'm going to have to raise my game. So I, I feel like Dan is a, kind of the wild card here, would you say? Yeah, I think he was an underdog. Yeah. Just because he's so... He's a gambling man. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of hit or miss. Yeah, they also showed a clip of him when he uh, he did his uh, sausage roll and he made it like taste like dim sum, <laughs> 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 which was a gamble that didn't pay off because Pa didn't like it. But that sounds delicious to me. Yeah, as I said in that episode. Finally, fan favorite Maddie enters the tent, mm-hmm. and his narration is Maddie's bake off didn't really start well. And they showed him like trying to make that uh, buttercream in the beginning. They mm, kept messing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's listened and learned, polishing decoration and perfecting flavors. But he's never won a technical challenge. <laughs> to, it's okay, technicals don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here for Maddie. And Maddie says, I would say that I'm the underdog. He's actually surprised to be in the finals in the first place. So I think the way to position Maddie, his storyline is he's the most improved baker. Yes. And he's also the underdog. Correct. So if Dan and Maddie are the underdogs, this is Josh's to lose. I agree. Okay. I think we suspected that coming into it, right? Yeah. At, at this point of the episode, what did you think like in terms of who was going to win? I did not think it was going to be Josh for some reason. I thought this was Josh's to lose. I was like, if Josh doesn't mess up. He'll win it. I agree. Yeah. I, I thought that was the case, but I also thought for some reason he was not going to get it. I thought it was going to be him. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we we um, get our introduction of these three bakers, and then we do the signature bake. All right. For the final signature bake of 2023, the bakers are asked to make eight eclairs. Which must be two different types. Is that the oatmeal coming up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, <laughs> delayed reaction. <Okay>. Cat pee. <laughs> <laughs> so the makers have to make eight eclairs. There must be two different types. They get two hours and 15 minutes. And then Allison says, get ready, set back. She says bake in a, like, a very distinct way, right? It's like back. Back us. <laughs> Did you notice that? No. Back. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> we heard from some Paul and Prue. They say the pastry needs to be puffed up and crisp and perfect. They've all had two star bakers, which is true. They're mm-hmm. all even on that front. Mm-hmm. And they've all had at least one handshake. Mm-hmm. So Prue says they're basically level. But what about having the most technical wins? Technicals don't matter. <laughs> like, they're not even. I know they aren't. But they like to, like... It's more interesting if you say in the beginning of the episode that there are even. Of course. Of yeah. course. Right. So first is Dan the gambling man. <laughs> <laughs> he is making who he who dares eclairs. Good rhyme there. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his eclairs is strawberries and cream, topped with fruit jelly punch and chantilly cream. And the other eclair is salted caramel mascarpone, topped with tempered chocolate. So since this is the finale... We do get an extra clip of these bakers like at home in their own home, home lives. And we learned that Dan actually lied to his kids about being on Bake Off. Yes. He didn't tell them he was on the show. No. I was like, why? I don't know. Maybe he didn't suspect he was going to be on very long. <laughs> or maybe like he had to sign like an NDA and the producer's like, you can't tell anyone. Not even your kids. Especially those kids <laughs> yeah, who, who, yeah, are, who have like social, social media. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they'll say, dad's in the final. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he's like, yeah, sometimes my kid's just walking into the kitchen late at night. And they're like, oh, dad's just making an electric guitar out of pastry for no reason. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they don't think anything of it. 
We hear from uh, Dan's mom, who is very proud of him. And she actually says that he was kind of a mischievous kid. He won a lot of trophies playing football. Mm-hmm. But the whole time, very humble. His mom thinks he can win. Did you see when Dan's kid jumped on him and he said, from the top ropes? <laughs> yeah, that was, pretty, that was like a wrestling joke. It right? made me think of Macho Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Macho. He doesn't make an appearance. There's no, no Macho. So no. Okay. <laughs> but um, they also later said that all three bakers in the final are like sports people. They all play sports. Mm. Which was interesting, right? Yes. So for next year's draft, I'm going to look out for that. For every, anyone who plays Are they the good at sports? They'll probably be in the final. <laughs> anyone who's going to get married soon. Yep. Yeah. Apparently foraging doesn't matter. No. 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 Um, yeah. So during judging of his declares, the judges say that they are a bit messy. And once again, Dan attempted too much with his signature bake. Mm. The flavors of the strawberries and cream is good. But it's kind of soggy because he put too much cream. Yeah. And his mascarpone eclairs, they said the mascarpone is a little bit grainy. It's not as creamy as they would have liked. Mm. Overall, everything looks a little messy. I think they were expecting more from him from the finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he was an underdog before, now he is really an underdog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan, Dan doing too much. He didn't learn his lesson. Mm-hmm. Up next, we have Josh. Josh is making tropical and mocha eclairs. The tropical will be coconut, mango, and raspberry. And the mocha will have mocha and dark chocolate on it. We do learn a little bit from his parents, Paul and Julie, that he likes perfection. And we also hear about his nan Frida. And we know that he's definitely doing this in her honor. Yeah. Which was a really touching backstory to everything. During the bake, we learned that Josh is visualizing what his showstopper will look like, which would be the next day. And it makes me think, is he not focused on today? <laughs> maybe he wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because maybe the signature doesn't matter either. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. So during judging, Paul looked at them and he says he does like to look at them. They're all pretty much the same size, pretty uniform across the board. For the tropical one, Prue said it was perfectly filled. She's always so cross when she has an empty eclair. The flavors are very delicate and absolutely delicious. But for Paul, he said it was a bit too sweet, and it almost needs a sharpness to make it pop even more. We've seen that a little bit this season where the judges aren't quite on the same page. They want the flavors to punch them. Yeah. 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 In regards to the mocha one, Paul did say this one was clever. The chocolate's the right level. It's got a lovely texture to it as well. And then he had some crackling on top, which made it nice. Prue says she loves coffee eclairs, and it is perfect. So good bounce back. Yeah. Maybe Paul's like the harsher judge to her. Mm. Or they have different levels of like sweetness. Punch. Or Punchability. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone would say that Paul is kind of more punchable than Prue. I, I think I that would, would say, be across the board. Everyone thinks that. I would say fair. Yeah. All right. So next we have Maddie, who is making Black Forest and Banoffee eclairs. His Black Forest Gateau eclairs are topped with Chantilly cream. And his Banoffee eclairs are, have banana cream inside and are topped with praline. So we learned that um, look, Matt's, Maddie's, I said Matt, Maddie's <laughs> fiance Lara was the, who, was the one who applied for him mm-hmm. for Bake Off. And she says that he would have never applied for himself. He's not braggy. It's not in his nature. And she wanted him to be a part of something like this, like this show, to kind of like have a display of how amazing he is. Mm. We also hear from his dad. And his dad is like, yeah, I'm not really a dessert guy. (laughs) I think Maddie baked us a cake last year. (laughs) And then his wife's like, he definitely did. And he's like, I kind of remember that. But we hear from his fiance, and she's like, I think Maddie can win. Which is kind of funny that we hear from, like, one of the baker's, like, like loved ones. Mm. They ask them, do you think they can win? And they all say yes. We're like, what if you said no? <laughs> <laughs> and we also learned later that, like, Maddie used to bake for, like, his, his rugby team. Mm. Brownies. And he would bring them in. 
and he would tell everybody that Lara baked them. Yeah. I was like, Maddie, why are you ashamed to be a good baker? Just in case they were bad. Oh, that's actually pretty smart. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was just like, I don't know. I mean, he's like, oh, I don't want them to think I'm a good baker. I don't know. But it's interesting, Maddie's trajectory here. Mm-hmm. When he's talking to Allison, Allison tells him, you got to visualize winning. He's like, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, during judging, they said that his banoffee flavor is good. There's a little bit of missing caramel, but it's the right texture for an eclair. And they like his Black Forest Gatel as well. They said the flavor is good. The texture is crisp and firm. So Maddie off to a good start in the signature. Mm-hmm. So um, at this point, what do you think the ranking is? I think it's, oh, it's tough. I, I want to say Josh, Maddie, Dan. I'd say Josh and Maddie are pretty close up there. Yeah. And then Dan's kind of, kind of fallen behind a little bit. Yeah. yeah. We hear some comments from the bakers. Dan says, I had technical issues. Again, I've been guilty of overthinking it. So Dan's like, oh, I might be out of this. Mm-hmm. Maddie says, I don't think I would have been able to produce anything like that. So yeah, weird. He kind of smiles. He's still kind of in disbelief that he's here in the, f- the finale. Yeah. Josh says, I think I've had a strong signature overall, but now the technical. Hopefully the instructions aren't just step one, make this. So Josh is always looking forward. Mm-hmm. And then we get into the final technical bake. Let's. All right. Up next is the technical the final one set by Mr. Paul Hollywood. Paul's words of advice for perfection, you're going to need patience. <laughs> so, what does that mean, Paul? Very helpful. Yeah. Noel tells us that since it's the last technical, you know where Paul and Prue are going to make sweet, sweet love. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why did you say that, Noel? That's so awkward. I mean, it's funny. Okay, I get it why he said it. It's okay. funny. Yeah, it made me laugh. <laughs> it's like I laughed. For the final technical challenge, the bakers are tasked to make a batch of nine lardy cake slices. Oh, lardy. The judges will be looking for perfectly laminated dough packed with soaked fruit and homemade candy peels. Mmm, homemade candy peel. <laughs> Paul and Prue have three hours to make sweet, sweet love. No. No more of that imagery. Oh. <laughs> We learned from Paul that it's a British classic that's been around for hundreds of years. And it was a way of using predominantly pig fat. He says, but don't forget, fat is flavor. Yum. Who doesn't love that, right? Yeah, who doesn't take a bunch of pig fat and just make it into a cake? Yeah. (laughs) So apparently it is a cross between a Danish pastry and a bread. It's all about getting the timing right. Get the dough done as quickly as possible. Get it in the prover. And then they got to fold it in with the sugar, lard, butter, and fruit. And then they have to prove it again. But this time they have to be patient. The longer, mm-hmm. the better. That opens the whole thing up. It'll condense if they don't bake it properly. And it'll look and taste quite raw. Ooh. During the baking, Allison says that Dan is the oldest of the bakers. So he must know what a lardy cake is. I, I don't know about that. If that doesn't <laughs> make sense to you, I will make you a chart. No. No, I will no. not make you a chart. Yeah, no, no, no age okay. charts. Okay. <laughs> I did notice on the top of the instructions there was a red note, and it said, please do not confer with the other bakers. Ooh. Yeah. Looks sounds like threats. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to do the bottom three. Also the top, top three. three. Ooh, right. okay. okay. Double top. duty. Yeah. I'm just going to kick back over here. Yeah. I'm going to eat some more of this oatmeal cookie. No, you're not. Not with the milk. You are not oh, with the oh, milk. Oh, not yeah. with the milk. Okay. I also brought coffee. Okay. Are you going to dunk it in your coffee? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> not a dunker. All right. So in last place, or third, it's Maddie. <laughs> yeah. During judging, Prue says it's, it isn't properly baked. It's got lots of fruit in it, but it's a bit raw. Paul says it needed more proving as well. It's quite dense. It hasn't been laminated properly. It's a shame. Hmm. I did not see them eat it at all. I don't think they tasted it. Wow. Did you notice if they ate it? No, I didn't pay attention to that. Okay. I thought they ate it. Maybe they did, but it didn't. Maybe it was in a clip that I didn't catch. But hmm. In second place, Dan... 
Paul says, moving on to this King Alfred, to which I had to look up. Apparently, King Alfred cakes is said to come from the time when King Alfred was hiding from the Danes. He was given shelter by a peasant woman, and he had promised to keep an eye on her cakes. However, he forgot all about them, and they subsequently burned. Wow. So that's, that's where King Alfred comes from. What, what happened to King Alfred after that? He didn't become a prominent baker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Did know. Did he, like, give her some gold coins or something? I don't know. He must... I think he just felt bad and, you know. He left? Yeah. He <laughs> went back to his castle? Yeah. He probably, I don't know, maybe he Venmoed her or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, here's gold, four gold shillings yeah. to be a Venmo. <laughs> yeah. So Prue did say in a nice way, they are caramelized a lot. <laughs> I think that's a nice way to say it. got burnt. jokes. Yeah. Paul says it's overbaked. You can see the layers are sort of not very even. It's a nice color. It's just a little bit dry. They both agree it is too dry. That leaves in first place, Josh. Paul says there are nine, and they are sort of square. It feels light, which is good. The lamination, you can see the lines going across. The flavor's there. Prue says what's so lovely about it is the mixed peel. It's really delicious. And they both laugh well. <laughs> so I feel like overall it wasn't that great. No. No. Yeah. So at the end, we do hear from our bakers. Josh says he's buzzing after that. Really, really pleased. Mm -hmm. Dan says he would say Josh has probably got his nose in front. And then he and Maddie are scrapping at the bottom. Maddie says, oh, blooming hell. He's glad that... He's had a good signature because otherwise he's probably a bit deflated. Hmm. And after this, we get a judge's roundtable with the judge's thoughts. And they say that it's actually pretty even hmm. between Josh and Maddie. Josh has a slight edge. Maddie is in second place. And Dan is struggling behind the other two. But Paul does say that they're pretty close. And surprise, surprise, whatever happens in the showstopper will decide it. <laughs> Okay. Anyone can win. And Noel's like, anyone? And Noel's like, how about Abo? <laughs> I bet 20... Surprise! I Comeback bet, of the 20, season. He bet 20,000 pounds on Amos to win. Which is funny because, like, one, Amos is there. He's, like, outside. <laughs> He's hanging out at the picnic. Yeah, that's pretty funny, though. Amos step, stepped up to the fourth bench. Yeah. During the during the showstopper, and he started I got making this. <laughs> All right, let's let's do the final showstopper. Let's. For the final showstopper challenge, the bakers are asked to make an elegant tiered celebration cake, which must be inspired by their first bakes. They get four and a half hours. Some notes from Paul and Prue. They say they have to make a minimum three tiered cake to celebrate their first bake. They want highly decorated bakes. They want sweetness. They want tartness. They want the biggest bake that they'll ever do. And they also say, like, if they say they're making a lemon cake, it has to taste like lemon. So they're very particular about the flavors. Mm. And then at this moment, um, before we actually get into the final bakes, there's a garden party outside. <laughs> <laughs> it looks pretty fun. And we hear from some of the bakers. And we also see some guesses from the bakers, which is always interesting to me. Mm. So we hear from Nikki, and Nikki's like, it's exciting to be back in the tent. And I was like, Nikki, you're not in the tent. <laughs> she said in the tent, but she's like outside the tent at the picnic. Mm. Abby says, we have got a group chat, and it's lovely. So they have a group chat. That's probably fun. A lot of memes in there, I'm assuming. <laughs> Love a good group chat. Yeah. We have from Christy. Christy says, it's nice to be here. And not be baking. And I just feel like you can enjoy. Like, you know what, Christy? It's a good time you enjoy yourself. Because, like, when you were in the tent, you were very stressed out about baking. Mm -hmm. You did very well. Mm -hmm. And when you went home, you had four kids to take care of. <laughs> <laughs> so it was nice to see you here just hanging out having a good time. Yes. Uh, we hear from Amos. And it, Amos makes the first prediction. And he says, in my mind, I think Dan is going to win. And I was thinking, like, is this because Dan got star baker the first week? And that was the week that Amos went home. So it's the only recollection of Bake Off he has? Yeah, right? Because they they can't air it. No. It's not airing. He would See? not have seen it. No, he wouldn't have seen it. He was only there that first week when Dan won. 
Star Baker. That right. would, I mean, that, it would have been awkward if he said like Rowan because he had no <laughs> idea who made it that far. Yeah, it's like uh, I think Abby would take away. Abby's here. Yeah. Abby's sitting next to me. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Rowan, we hear from Ron, and he says they're all incredible. I'm gonna go get a drink. <laughs> oh, he doesn't say that. Uh, Dana says, <laughs> I'm not gonna do the Dana joke again. Okay. Dana <laughs> says, If I had to say someone, maybe Josh. Dana's on the Josh train. Mm. <laughs> but Saku makes a very bold prediction here. She says, Either Dan or Josh or Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> Tasha shows up and she says, I think Maddie could surprise everyone. And then finally we hear from Keith. And he's like, it's probably like asking a parent to pick their favorite child. So impossible. But Josh. That was always one of my favorite segments in the seasons when we get to hear hear from them at the party. Did you see Daryl there? No, did you? No. But I also don't remember what Daryl looked like. (laughs) It was kind of behind the camera most of the time. Did he have glasses? I think he did. He kind of looked like Where's Waddle without the hat. <laughs> they should have put him in the outfit. In the Where's Waddle outfit? Yeah, Waddle. Well, you like find him in the party? Yeah. Where's Daryl? He's in the bounce house. <laughs> what bounce house? <laughs> yeah, that's why we didn't see him. Right. He, he's just a bounce house fanatic. He just spent his whole yeah. time in there. Yeah. He didn't want to go anywhere else. Even when they're announcing the winner, he was like, no, I'm good. Just yeah. tell me. Just tell me later. I got some bouncing to do. All right. First picker okay. up is Dan. Dan's making a lemon drizzle memory lane cake with lemon curd, limoncello, mousseline, and raspberry compote. He's topping it with meringue and macarons. And Paul's like, you're lucky because I like lemon. And your first bake was a lemon cake. So you kind of lucked out in that respect. Mm-hmm. Dan has some trouble. Yes. So he bakes his cake. He makes macarons. The macarons do not look good. No. They look bad. They're flat. Yeah, and like not the right. You shape. can't like when you make a bad macaron, you can't really hide it. No. So during judging, the judges say that his cake looks good, the meringues as well, but the macarons look terrible. Mm. <laughs> and Paul's like, I wouldn't have even bothered to put them on, mm. which I like maybe would have agreed with. Like, if they came out that bad, don't put them on the showstopper. If he didn't do that, you know what they would have said? Worse. Where are the macarons? <laughs> yeah, but I think he would have been docked less for that. Than you think for, so? Yeah, because oh, okay. I don't know. I, I just don't know if you can. Yeah, it's in. hard. You're, you're yeah. in a tough position when you do that. Yeah. They say they has a le- lovely sponge on his cake. It needed a bit more lemon, which is something that they said they were looking at in the text mm. and when they were talking about this. He needed more drizzle. So the drizzle only goes so far into the cake. They wanted the drizzle all the way through the, the cake to taste the lemon. Mm. They say the flavor is delicious. However, the macarons are a dramatic letdown. Really pasty, not cooked long enough. And Paul says, the cake was good, macarons bad, slightly flawed overall. So I think if he didn't put the macarons on, Paul wouldn't have been like kind of disgusted by it, and it wouldn't have been as bad. Mm. That's just my guess, but it's hard to say. Yeah. All right, up next is Josh. He is making a slice for all seasons cake. It stems from a Victoria sponge, and it's the first one he remembers doing with his nan. So he will combine his first bakes with his other passion in a seasonal celebration of his garden with a spring and summer-inspired rhubarb strawberry jam and autumnal apple in his Victoria sponges. Paul does tell him straight away that it's hard to get apple to come through the flavoring in sponge to, at that point, I think you just have to tell yourself, double the apple. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't know if he did. Yeah. Yeah. In regards to decoration, the three tiers are decorated for spring, summer, and autumn with a biscuit greenhouse on the top, Mm. which is kind of cool. Yeah. All right. During judging, Prue says that the greenhouse is great. The the colors are beautiful. It's straight and level. Paul says the pipe work is not very neat, though. He could have spent another half hour on it to create more polished image. Very but, uncharacteristic of Josh. Yes. It's like usually his pipe work is very good, but this one it kind of looked slapdash. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, definitely not polished. Yeah. Prue said that the greenhouse biscuit was very clever. It was apparently minty, 
Yeah. So she says the jam is perfect in the in the sponge portion. She likes the sponge a lot. However, Paul says he's not getting any apple. It hasn't shown up to the party. Mm-hmm. Prue agrees that she cannot taste the apple. And Paul says it needs something more. Also, the bottom layer got a little compressed with the weight of the other two on top of it. But le- the lemon curd was good, Prue said. Paul agrees that the lemon curd was nice. Um, but Prue says he thinks another layer of lemon curd in there. So then Paul questions whether the sponge is actually overbaked. Mm. So he says that the flavors are adequate. He wanted to see much more of his journey in the tent in the cake. He says boring is too strong of a word, but it's on its way. Prue says it's not his best shot. That's very upsetting. I have to assume for Josh. Yes. Because I don't think you can win Bake Off if Paul calls your showstopper boring. No. That's, yeah. He was on his way. Yeah. 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 Boring. <laughs> I think you think he played it too safe. I don't know if he played it too safe. I think he just didn't execute properly. Yeah, or he misjudged the flavoring. Yeah, that was I like think, the biggest gripe was the flavor. I think if he would have executed that part of it a little bit more, I think he would have had a better chance. Yeah, which rough. is usually one of his stronger suits. He usually executes very well. Yeah. Yeah. Rough times. All right. Uh, finally, we have Maddie. He's making a final celebration cake, which has chocolate Genoese, Swiss marine buttercream, and crumpled brownie. There's also a lemon and rosemary Victorian sponge in the middle. <laughs> He's putting brownie in this because, as we talked about earlier, he would make sometimes brownies mm-hmm. for his friends and tell them that his fiance made them. <laughs> Allison asked him why it's so embarrassing, and Maddie's like, well, it's, I don't know. <laughs> Um, Maddie said he had a challenge making buttercream on week one, so he's looking to re- redeem himself, which he does. He makes a nice buttercream in this cake. So during judging, the first thing they notice is, is this cake's kind of leaning a bit. It's wonky. Yeah, like it leans, and then Paul kind of asks him what happened, and Maddie says he didn't do the dowels right. But everything else looks nice. The color combinations look good. The piping is nicely done. And when they actually cut into the cake... Paul's like, well, that's very light. That's super light. It's a very light sponge. And after they bite into it, they're like, that's a beautiful, great tasting cake. Prue says it's absolutely delicious. She's like, actually, I'm going to go for another bite. And then they try the middle layer. Um, they said that that cake is also good. It reminds Paul of nice birthday cakes as a kid. Mm. I was like, ooh, you're giving like Paul good memories with when he was a kid. I think you're in good shape here. <laughs> Those caterpillar cakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they say all the flavors are perfect. Really perfect. Nothing wrong with the cake except the lean. Everything else is absolutely perfect. So they're very impressed with Maddie's cake here. Mm-hmm. The only thing was, yeah, visually it was leaning, but mm-hmm. other than that, he got like the best marks for everything else. Mm-hmm. We hear from comments from some of the bakers. Josh says... I think Paul was probably being a bit harsher because I've set my own standards. The finesse probably wasn't there like I would have liked. I don't know who's going to win. It might be between me and Maddie, maybe. Dan says, phew, I got absolutely no idea, to be honest. I don't feel like I'm going to win it. It's between those two. And we have from Maddie who just says, fly me. That could be enough. Dot, dot, dot. And then we get our final judges roundtable. At this point, who did you think was going to take it? I think I <laughs> thought it was Maddie. Uh, it was almost like who didn't do the worst. Yeah, and Maddie <laughs> did great besides the lean. Yeah. Which, I mean, as a viewer, you could notice that. Yeah. Apparently, it tasted amazing. Because honestly, the, all three of them didn't, didn't do look well. great. Like, yeah. They didn't look great. Yeah, I I feel so bad for Josh because I think if he just got like a solid bake, it would have been would have been enough. And everyone only did three layers, right? Yeah, I thought you know like Dan, I thought Dan would do like eight layers. No, no, Dan, Dan, Dan shouldn't do eight layers. Okay. Yeah, Dan, Dan, Dan it did eight layers. They were like, Dan, you've learned nothing <laughs> from the past ten weeks of three and a half layers. Yeah, three and a half. We've layers. told you many times. 
So they all kind of did like the minimum, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they did the minimum. Yeah. I think they were trying to play it safe because it's a show. I mean, it's the final showstopper. Maybe they had a lot their, of pressure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And we got our final judges roundtable. Um, no says, you guys are always telling Dan to simplify. Today he did simplify, but he didn't get all the elements right. And they're like, yeah, that's true. And they also say usually Josh's showstopper is a little bit more clever, but it wasn't this time. Prue says, he wasn't up to his usual standard. Paul says, but he's still in line to win because he had a good day yesterday. And Maddie has also pushed himself with the showstopper because of his flavors. And they're like, yeah, I mean, they were both close in the signature. Maybe Josh was slightly ahead in signature. And Josh was number one in the technical and Maddie was last place. But it sounds like Maddie did best in the showstopper. So let's track this. Josh, slight edge, signature. Mm -hmm. Technical, Josh number one. Mm -hmm. Maddie number three. Mm -hmm. Showstopper, Maddie edge yeah. over Josh. Definitely. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, at this point, Allison asked if she could announce the winner, to which Novik said, dark joke, and says, you should do it. Because it's probably your last year. <laughs> you know that had to be my funniest. <laughs> yeah, <moment. laughs> this is a very dark joke. This is this is probably Em's favorite yeah. funniest moment. <laughs> I have others. <laughs> no kind of killing in this episode. Yeah, between that and the evil <laughs> thing. <laughs> All right. Well, the the bakers at the garden party where their families and friends are. Um, it's nice to see them hang out and they're. They're done. That's it, right? All the bakes are done. All done. Um, the three finalists get invited up. Allison says, "You get they've all done a great job, but there can only be one winner. And it gives me great pleasure to announce the 2023 winner is Maddie. <laughs> Which, man, that is quite a journey Maddie took. From yeah. not being able to make buttercream in like the first episode or something. Yeah. To winning the whole show. He did good. He did good. He is definitely the most improved baker. Yes. And that showstopper, the last bake of the season is so important. And it kind of, yeah, I don't know. I still feel bad for Josh because like, I think overall in the season, Josh is the best one. He did perform the best throughout the whole season. Yeah. But it's just not in that showstopper. It was, I think like you said it best, it was his to lose. Yeah, and it happened. So we have from Maddie, he has a big smile. He says, I don't know what to say. People said I should go on Bake Off, and I just thought it was a throwaway comment. <laughs> I never thought that I would be on this, let alone win it. Where am I going to put this trophy? I probably can't even have it on a shelf, can I? I was like, why not, Maddie? You should definitely have it on the shelf. Is he is he like humble? Too humble to put his bake off trophy? Maybe. Because I'm I'm guaranteeing you, every person that goes to this house after this is like, all right, let me see the trophy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's see that trophy. Yeah. Ooh, let me have some of those brownies too. Your fiance made them right. <laughs> <laughs> Josh says he's so chuffed for Maddie. When it comes to cakes, he's been fantastic. He's such a lovely champ as well. Dan says, I had a feeling Maddie was going to win. He's so talented. And I'm honestly so happy for him. What a kid. I absolutely love him. Prue says, I've never met a more cheerful, smart, smiling, uncomplaining, and willing baker. He was having a good time learning everything he could. And Paul says, he just got better and better. If you're gonna smash it, you do it on the last challenge. And that's what he did. That chocolate cake was one of the best chocolate cakes I've had in a long, long time. So then Maddie lugs, or <laughs> Maddie lugs, <laughs> Maddie hugs Lara, his fiance, and he looks really happy. And he says, it still doesn't feel real. Laura, Lara got me here. And at this, at some point, like, Paul is like doing an interview and yeah. Maddie walks into yeah. the shot yeah. in the background. Yeah. And that's it. That's uh, Maddie, the 2023 champion of Bake Off. The fan favorite taking the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yep. And then we get my favorite segment is what have the bakers been up to since? So, uh, Emma, I sent you a link of this. And right. We're just going to watch it and go through it. 
Okay. Tell me when you have it up. Or when you're ready to press play. Ready. Okay, so first, oh look, we have Keith. No, wait, before we have Keith, we have... Where are we? Turn the volume. <laughs> I have Nikki and Saku on a road trip. Since the Great British Bake Off, Nikki and Saku went on a bake off. You know, road trip. It seems like every season, like, there's at least two bakers that get assigned to go on, a, like, a road trip and visit everybody. Because they don't all live in the same neighborhood, right? But is it, like, an assignment, or do they just do it on their own? <laughs> like, yeah, right. the producers, like, You two. You yeah. two. <laughs> get in your car. I mean, they look, they look like they're having a great time. Nikki and Zaku look like fun road trip people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those car conversations. <laughs> I bet they're, they're pretty good. Uh, they visit. It looks like. Uh, they visit everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Keith took them to the beach. Uh-huh. Uh, they're not wearing beach-appropriate attire here. They weren't expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Keith, what are we going to do? Yeah. Oh, we'll just hang out at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> um, he also looks like they took him for ice cream. Hmm. They were wearing the same clothes. I'm assuming this is after <laughs> the beach. <laughs> Look at that ice cream. That looks delicious. Okay. Oh, <laughs> look at this one. Rowan graduated. Yeah. Does congrats. Rowan look older to you in this picture? Well, he is older. But he has like a, like a, that's like how, a two, like a, what's that? That's Facial how, hair. That's how time works. I know. <laughs> but like, he <laughs> definitely looks older than the Rowan that was on the show. He's at a bar. He has facial hair. Big guy was stressful. Yeah. It ages you. <laughs> He looks, I, he looks like he really did age since Bake Off. Mm. And of course, they would show Rowan having a drink because that guy loves to drink. <laughs> loves to drink and party. All right, who do we got next? Dana organized a Bake Off night in London. That looks fun. Oh, look, Christy's there. She got a night off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look at Rowan in this picture. He looks older, right? Yeah. He looks taller, too. You know who's really tall? Tasha. Yeah, Tasha's really tall in this yeah. picture. She's like taller than Rowan, and they're taller than everybody else. Yeah. Let's see what happens next. Now, Amos and his partner Andy met up with Nikki. Oh, look at this. It's Abby. She's foraging. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't look like she's with anybody, so she's just out there on her own foraging some new bags. Because you don't want to scare anything away. That's true when yeah. you're foraging. Yeah. The vibe has to be very quiet. Tasha judged her office bake-off. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you think she participated? Probably not. That would be unfair. That would, that would be... <laughs> she's like, hey, guys, I have a great idea. Let's do a bake-off. I'll and judge it. To, and then you have to compete against her. Actually, I'm the winner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's, she's bringing in, like, next-level bakes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Christy's youngest Noah is now at nursery which I'm assuming is school she has she now has more time for baking because she needs that right now <laughs> Josh eventually got hands on a trophy but not for baking it's a giant marrow which is a giant melon I think it's huge it's like the size of him yeah. <laughs> and you see the guy on the left is that like his brother you think oh could be and his is not as big but he's wheelbarrowing it <laughs> So, Josh, you want something. Okay, so Dan, it says Sam and Roy have forgiven their dad for keeping Big Off secret. <laughs> so he eventually told them. Look at that lady in the back. They blurred out her face. Hmm. <laughs> so, and then he, he's hanging out with uh, Nikki and Taku. And then finally, after eight years together, Maddie and Lara are getting married in June 2024. And that is the last scene from Bake Off 2023. It was a love story between Maddie and Laura and us and Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> All Everyone's right. a winner. Yeah, everyone was, especially us. Mm -hmm. Except for me, I lost fantasy. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> You're a winner. All right, let's do our segments. Let's. Funniest moment. Okay. Well, I don't want to take the dark moment. I'm but. taking the dark moment. Oh, you are? Oh, okay. I'm taking the Amos. Oh, oh, Amos. Okay. I had a couple. <laughs> one was when, I think it was 
It was Josh and Allison were talking about what Josh is going to miss the most. And he says, Allison. Until, oh, yeah. <laughs> until Noel catches wind. <laughs> I remember this. And then Noel was absolutely furious. Yeah, he goes up to Josh, yeah. right? He's, he's like, I thought we had something. <laughs> Seven years I've been doing this. <laughs> That was one of my actual funny moments. I mean, Noel's kind of killing it with the comedy. My other funniest moment is kind of dark, actually. Um, Who are you? <laughs> I'm you now. <laughs> what, what part was it? I just lost track of it while I was eating oatmeal. That was your darkest moment. <laughs> your darkest <laughs> moment was when you had to relive your childhood memory. Oh, it was when uh, Keith showed up at the party. And I was like, who's this guy? Oh, What's his name? That happens every yeah. season. I was like, I don't remember his name. Yeah. I had to go on like Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he was on the show? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was kind of dark, but funny. Yeah, we've seen more of Daryl than Keith. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, what was your favorite bake this episode? My favorite bake is whoever made that big oatmeal cookie you're eating. That's probably my favorite bake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'll go with uh, Josh's signature. Or, or Maddie's Joe Stopper. I mean, those are the only two you, only two you can really pick from, right? Yeah, I think you probably want to try Maddie's Showstopper since it's such a great chocolate cake. That's true. Just to see. I don't care if it's leaning. Just, just to taste what a winning cake tastes like. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Right. Give me that chocolate cake. Yeah. All right, prediction time. <laughs> Who's going All home right. next week? Oh, one of my funnies was uh, after the showstopper, they're judging Dan, and he's like, "Well, work to be ne- work to be done next week." Then <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, because <laughs> they're giving criticisms, yeah, right? Yeah. He's like, "All right, yeah, I'll implement that for next yeah. week." <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of predictions, yeah, uh, I predict everyone went home. Yeah, yeah. Star yeah. Baker yeah. is Maddie. <laughs> Who's going home this week? Everyone. <laughs> All right, guys. That's uh, that's it for twenty twenty three Quick Mix podcast. Um, a good one. We had a great season, and like numbers wise, this has been by far our most successful season. And that's thanks to you guys. So appreciate we appreciate it. it. Hi, it's Lemon. Thank you to Wimarella and all who have left a review and rating. We appreciate your support through the season. Elderflower signing off. Take care, everyone. Um, in the off season, if you want to reach out to us, we're at Quick Mix Podcast. But until next year, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you in 2024. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.